Have you ever wondered why it is impossible to get anyone to call you back after you apply online to a job? Well, on this episode, that's exactly what you're going to find out. Welcome to the Dream Job Hack Podcast, where I teach senior career professionals just how to leverage your expertise and personal brand, along with my recruiting industry insider experience that will help you land your dream job opportunity. My name is Lindsay Mustine, and I am your host. Hello and welcome to Dream Job Hack. This is episode two, 11 ways to beat the ATS. Now, if you've never heard of the ATS, that is affectionately known as the applicant tracking system. And if you have ever applied online to a job, you have experienced it. It is the system you need to beat in order to get success in your job search. And today we're gonna cover 11 ways that you can beat the bots. In the middle of the Great Recession, I sat in a classroom at my local unemployment office for eight hours listening to a woman who had no experience in recruiting tell me and probably 50 others exactly how to job search. This was probably one of the lowest points in my search for a job because I had been a recruiter for six years at this point. And if there's anyone who should understand how to find a job, it should be me, right? But the reality was pretty stark because as you probably recall in the Great Recession, what did people stop doing? The first thing that happened when the economy tanked, they stopped hiring. And the first people to go out the door were the recruiters and recruiters always the first to go and they're the last to be brought back when it's time for a company to scale back up. At that point, it's a real pain point for the business is when they'll bring recruiters back. So it takes some time. I had been searching at this point for months. I was so frustrated because there was a small, small handful of jobs that I was qualified for based on my background. I was getting no luck, no traction. I'd searched every day. I took the job search to heart and my full-time day job was job searching. I spent hours every day searching and applying to the small amount of jobs that were within my industry. And then I ended up in no man's land, either never hearing back or getting that, what we call in the industry, the thanks, but no thanks or rejection emails. I was waiting for a call or email that would never come. And everything I had worked so hard in my life for at that point was disappearing before my eyes. I was facing one of the hardest journeys of my life and I was scared. To be honest, I was beyond scared. You know, when you come down to like the hierarchy of needs, security, you know, where you can provide yourself food and shelter, that's what was being threatened. And it was terrifying. After eight hours, I walked out feeling completely defeated, frustrated, angry even, and just in this pit of despair. And then I realized something. What changed for me was when I realized that this applicant tracking system was my barrier. It wasn't my friend. Why was I stuck so long in that one spot? You've probably experienced it yourself. You are stuck here trying to get a call back, waiting for potentially someone to hope that you are worth a shot. And then that waiting continues forever where some people want to hear back. Some people would rather not. And regardless, you're still just sitting there waiting, hoping somebody will take a shot on you. And that's where you're failing in your job search because the applicant tracking system is not your friend. Let me tell you a little bit about the stats 
that you need to understand to really navigate an applicant tracking system successfully. First, you're gonna spend about 30 minutes applying for a job. That application process is something that's gonna cost you 30 minutes of your time. Count that, 30 minutes of your time. And then you're gonna need to apply to 27 jobs in order to net an interview. 27 jobs and likely, of those 27 jobs, then you'll get one interview. That's 13 hours you spent to get a single interview. That's why it takes so long. You're gonna get 26 declines and likely one interview on average. And this is based on a study. The last part that's really hard to hear is that out of all of those 27 applications, you know, I think people think that when they send it in, they spent all this time, 30 minutes is not a small amount of time when you're job searching. No one is looking at that. The majority of the time, it is not even gonna to be touched. 25% of all of the applications that we see as recruiters are actually touched by a human. That's right, 25%. How about those odds? Now, when you break it down, take it 25% being viewed by a human, and you already heard me tell you 2% of people will make it to the final interview stage. This is why the applicant tracking system is such a barrier to entry to getting momentum in your job search. The applicant tracking system is not designed to enhance candidate experience. And I'll get on a little bit of a soapbox here. The applicant tracking system is a tool for recruiters. It's not for you. It's meant to drive process and compliance. Here's how the applicant tracking system works. Typically, when you get a job order or requisition as industry speak, we go in, we make sure that everything looks good as a recruiter, and then we go and we post it online. Then our candidates will apply online and they will just get sorted in kind of a first in, first out typical system. So the people who apply first have the best shot of getting reviewed, which means if you see a job that's been open for a long time, your likelihood of actually getting seen by that decreases as time goes by. The system is also there to make sure that we're compliant. Now, why is compliance such a big thing? Well, for a lot of companies, they're required by the government, um, equal opportunity and the OFC. CCP, which is if you're a federal contractor, you have to abide by the OFCCP guidelines. You have to go through all this structure to get a candidate in the process the traditional way. When a recruiter gets a job order, they're going to see about 150 applications on average for each job. Now, your average recruiter holds between 20 and 40 jobs. That's between three and 6,000 candidates that a recruiter is handling at any given time. That's why you don't feel special in the this process because you are one of thousands for a single recruiter. So when you're competing against thousands, how do you get momentum? How do you get success? And right now I'm going to give you 11 ways that you can increase the success of your job applications. Now this came out of a study from talent.works, which is a really cool startup in Silicon Valley founded by Amazon principal engineers. Definitely check them out at talent.works. Here are 11 ways that you can increase the success of your job applications. Don't be a team player. And I mean that verbiage specifically team player. It actually decreases your hireability by 51%. It's one of those phrases that just doesn't demonstrate at all what you're capable of. It's just a phrase that we seem to think matters and it has no impact. Remove it if it's in your resume. The second one is apply on a Monday. If you apply on a Monday and you should avoid Fridays or Saturdays, it's equated to a 46% increase. 
Now, the other side of that is that you should apply in the first four days of a job being posted. Remember that first in, first out idea? We really want to use that when it comes to the applicant tracking system. So you want to be in there as soon as possible. The first four days are the most likely time that you'll actually be seen by that human eye. The other boost is if you apply between 6 a.m. and 10 a.m. That gave you an increase of 89% between 6 a.m. and 10 a.m. And a lot of times recruiters first thing come in the morning and check their requisitions. So if you want to see your application get through, try applying first thing in the morning early in the posting process. The other piece that you should leave off of your resume is personal pronouns. So I, me, we don't use anything that is a personal pronoun. Everything should be without a personal. You also want to be sure you figure out how to show versus tell. And you do that by demonstrating your experience through quantifiable results. If you add impact and scope to your accomplishments by providing metrics, analytics, or quantifiable measures, that increases your hire ability by 40%. Now, another thing that we like to see in this resume world is if you are even closely aligned to the job. And how you do that is by playing kind of bingo with what's important in the job description and what is actually on your resume. So that buzzword bingo will help you increase your likelihood of success by 59%. What you want to do is try to model some of those buzzwords that, that an employer uses in their job description. Use that in yours and that will help you with relevancy match. You also want to use leadership words and action words. And these things together combined were 51 and 140% of an impact and higher ability. So what are leadership words? These are things like I led a team, I managed, I organized, I coordinated, things that provide strategic vision. And action words would be instead of saying that you were responsible for something, you might say I developed, I led a team, anything that shows that you took an action versus a passive voice that just tells people what you did. Many times I see resumes and they just describe what they were responsible for, but what you really need to focus on is how you impact a business. What is it that you bring to the table as a candidate? You are a product. You need to remember that. You need to remember that you are marketing a product. And when you do that, that means you need to have all the things in place so that you create that brand equity. So when people look at you, they understand certain components of your brand. What is it that you're good at? What can you solve for pain points for a company? That's incredibly important. And here's my last tip, number 11. And it is my favorite trick for beating the bots, beat the applicant tracking system bit.ly backslash ATS hack. That's bit.ly backslash ATS hack. And this tool is so cool. It's a company is based here in Seattle and I've had the pleasure of actually meeting with their entire team and they have really changed some of the results I've seen for people who are using the application process. So definitely check that out and you can get five free relevancy scans to see how well you are actually matching with your ideal job. But the truth of the matter is, is that if you are applying online, you are already at a deficit. The applicant tracking system is a barrier. It is not something that you should play by to maximize your odds. The real truth is that if you want the best success in job searching, 
you shouldn't be relying on the applicant tracking system at all. In fact, you should stop applying to jobs. So in the next episode, I'm going to tell you exactly why your education, your experience, your qualifications mean nothing if you do not take this one critical step in your job search and see how you can leverage that to land your dream job. Thank you for listening today to episode two of the Dream Job Hack podcast, and I will see you back here for episode three. Thanks for tuning in to the Dream Job Hack podcast. Are you interested in picking up my best-selling ebook, Seven Critical Resume Mistakes to Avoid? I'd love to give you a free copy as thanks for listening. You can go to bit.ly backslash free resume ebook, and I'll see you back for my next episode.